All right, fuckers, welcome to the Trailer Park Boys Fan Federation podcast. This is Morgan Rector, and we have Raymond Hazen in the house, of course. And we have a guest today by the name of Virginia. How are you doing, Virginia? I'm doing pretty good. All right. And what 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 part of the states do you hail from? Do you live in California as well? I do live in California, yes. Okay. And uh, how did you become a Trailer Park Boys fan? Um, actually, through Raymond. Oh yeah. Okay. So what he yeah. played episodes for you at his place or? Uh, no, actually, we went to the show, and um, we watched them live, so that was my first uh, time actually seeing them and uh, hearing about them. Yeah, no, it was it was actually pretty cool. Vir- Virginia was a straight-up sport, you guys. Like, I had three tickets, right, and uh, one of the people, and like, uh, like two weeks or something before the show, I just jumped on Facebook. It was like, hey, I got an extra ticket. If anyone wants to buy it and wants to go have a party, I got a hotel room and everything, man. You don't got to pay nothing for that. Just buy the ticket from me and let's go. And Virginia hit me up on Facebook and was like, hell yeah, I'm game. And I'm like, sweet, you know Trailer Park Boys? She's like, nope, never even heard of them. But I just want to <laughs> go party and have a good time. <laughs> so uh, I told her to get on Netflix and whatnot and uh, uh, crash course some Trailer Park Boys. And, and that's what she did, dude. And, I remember hitting me up later on. I was like, man, this shit's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it was. And then, so, yeah, then we went, me, her, and uh, Kevin. My other buddy, you've heard me talk about Kevin a bunch of times. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so, uh, who's your favorite character, Virginia? I would have to say Bubbles. Bubbles. And what do you like about Bubbles? I like that he likes kitties. And I like that he sings. And, um... Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any particular favorite uh, Bubbles moments? Um. No, just I like all of all of the the scenes, all his scenes, and uh, I would have to say I think maybe the the one where he's uh, wrestling the most. I think that would be the best one. Yeah. Green bastard from parts unknown. <laughs> yes. I, 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 Trevor, I don't give a fuck, actually. Bam. <laughs> uh, Bubbles gets pretty savage when he starts wrestling, that's for sure. Yes, yes. Sensitive guy goes out the window. Oh, yeah. when that, when that ca- uh, mask and cape come on, dude, Green Bastard will whoop an ass right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I love, I love the little truck he was driving where he painted it green and had a, a little mo- had a, a little model of the, the green truck and on right as well. You mean his yeah. L- LGBT? Yeah. His little green bastard <laughs> truck. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Forget about the reference. Uh, that was good stuff. So Ray and I had a, a bit planned for this week. So it's our top five Ray moments. Ray. Uh, Ricky's father. Yeah, not me, not me. Which we can cover the top five me moments next week if you want. <laughs> Ricky Fleur. No, oh, I'm still learning about those moments. I'm sure Virginia could name a. Let's <laughs> before we do it, before we do the Ray moments, Virginia, uh, give me uh, some interesting Ray stories. Is there anything particularly wild that you've seen him do that would that would uh, make it for, for some entertaining podcasting? Go, go, uh, go ahead. Just don't make me sound like too much of an ass. 
went to watch the corn concert and we seen flyleaf and corn and just like hung out, smoked lots of weed and got really, really drunk. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So what's yeah. he get at music festival? Because I know at those places when there's when there's a festival, people go wild. Some people get naked and stuff. Did, <laughs> did, he, get, did he get crazy there? Um, I don't. Not that I see. Just a lot. Just really, really drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, just really, really drunk. I think uh, for the most part, um, he's pretty much kept his clothes on around me when it comes to <coughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. Well, I have I have woken up more than once or twice in my life and I couldn't find my pants. That is yeah. you know, not <laughs> uncommon. Uh, but I mean, uh, uh, now now it's no hidden secret, Virginia, that you remember more of the concert or the show we went to see the boys than I do. Uh, how is there any ridiculous story from that night? that I or Kevin or the both of us were involved in that just stands out in your mind like this fucking idiot. <laughs> um, where you're running all the way to the front and you're just like screaming, trailer park boys through the whole, like, like yeah, just the whole, like, we're sitting that, down and just, he's just running through the, the place just yelling, Bubbles, trailer park boys. Yeah. Yep. Kevin tells me I started a fuck George Green chant while we were there. Yes, I, vague, yes, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. And yeah. I was walking around with a parking cone on my head. I know that much. Uh, wow. That, how much, that how much did. did you drink before you got Okay, well, we, we had a bunch of weed and I had some edibles. So let's just get that off the top. We had that going, okay? And then, <laughs> and then my buddy Kevin um, makes his own moonshine. And it's pretty decent stuff. And so he bought like four jars of moonshine and we got we got like and i'm telling you all this stuff was like 150 proof 160 proof something like that maybe 130 somewhere in that range but it was over 100 i know that much so over 120 one, one jar would have been enough to get all you drunk right oh yeah for yeah. sure but yeah. but not not me and kevin you know you know we can drink more than most and like you know i'm like <laughs> Like Ricky, you can smoke a pound in a single bound, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah. dope, man. But uh, no, I think we drank two and a half uh, of those jars between me and Kevin, before <laughs> we even left. Uh, and then yeah, while they there, were they they were drinking like when I got when they got into my car and they were still drinking all the way up to the hotel, drinking in the hotel. So yeah, they were there. Yeah, we we drove we drank in the car from Napa to Oakland and then got in the hotel room and then party in the hotel room. Kevin ended up passing out like fucking before the show even started. And I remember getting hella angry at him like, dude, I'm going to wake your ass. And Ke my buddy Kevin is a big dude. He, not just large, like he's tall, like he's 6'5", like 400 pounds. He's down. He's lost some weight now, but he's like a he's a big dude all around. And I was like, man, I don't care. I'm going to throw your big ass up over my shoulder, and I will drag you down there. We're going to see the boys, dude. This is it, dude. It's like the culmination of our life. Come on, wake up. <laughs> the fuck guy finally woke up, and and then we went, and that's when I saw, I don't know, I saw that weird, like, half-naked dude dancing on the corner. Remember that, Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was actually, like, when we were walking in, and then when we were walking out. Yeah, he was Not still out there, just dancing. 
I took a picture by his nutsack. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You almost Proud moment. Too big. Proud moment. Yeah. Practically <laughs> draped it on my shoulder. <laughs> Did you almost get teabagged by him? No, I wasn't quite that close, but I mean, uh, you know, I could, I could, I could read, I could read the uh, tag in the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really fun night, though. Well, I'm sure uh, it probably wasn't just you, right? I mean, I'm sure most of the crowd must have been drunk and high. Oh, everybody, yeah, dude. I mean, they were selling beers and T-shirts, and I mean, the problem with shows, though, is if you ever go to a show, especially down here in California, which is uber expensive. Um, I mean, they want like 12, 15 bucks just to buy a beer at shows and things nowadays. And it's like, it gets ridiculous. So I always try to party before I go in, but then you risk getting too wasted. And then you end up being like me. Like, like I remember the show. I remember like most of it, but I don't remember everything. I totally don't, you know, like not at all. I know that bubbles played, uh, um, uh, who's got your belly. And I know that he played liquor and whores. I know that I pushed my way down to the front, and I got them to come down. Uh, we were sitting like four rows from the front, even though we were supposed to be towards the back, but that's cool. As soon as I see empty seats, man, I, I'll I whoop. I'm snooping <laughs> in, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I've always been like that, though. I don't give a shit. I, I push my way to the front of every show I've ever been to. There's never been a show that I've gone to that I haven't got to the front. N- not Have a you, one, ever. You tried their, their liquor, like the Liquorman's and the – Freedom, Freedom 35, did you? No, it's not sold in the United States. You can't get it from, can't order it online or anything, I guess. No, no, and uh, uh, the only reason being is because they can't sell it in America because you need a different type of license to be able to sell internationally. Oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? I'd so like, they, they don't have that yet. I would like to try the uh, Trailer Park Buds, but... I don't know. It seemed like that was a plan, and then it didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know if they ever sold any, but they were supposed to sell their own brand of weed, right? I so didn't hear about that. Yeah, Trailer Park Buds and like all the the weed stores across Canada were gonna sell it, but I guess maybe it, it costs more than they want to spend because I, I mean maybe. you have to, pay, to get the capital to be able to distribute weed across the country. That would be a lot of money, so. Shit, dude. They could pay. They don't even have to pay me, dude. They could just give me weed, and I'd walk door to door and knock on doors and be like, "Here's some Trailer Park Boys weed." <laughs> no, dude. I, I'll tell you right now, man. I'd love to uh, try some Liquormans or some Bald Pussy or some Freedom Thirty Five. Like, I I, I constantly look, uh, but no, they're not for sale here. I like, got something I've, I've contemplated. Like, if I ever come up there to Canada, to you know, do a little video or you know whatever, just come hang out, visit, which I want to do eventually. Uh, I'm still going to have to purchase some stuff to, I think, smuggle across the border. Shh, don't report me, people. Anyway. <laughs> There's a lot of liquor uh, beverages in the United States we don't have here, like uh, uh, Moonstrom, Strawberry Apple Wine, Blue Nun, Mad Dog 2020, Old English, those like, cheap, cheap alcohol drinks. We don't have all that stuff here. Well, you ain't missing too much. What's that? <laughs> So what, what's, missing, good. what's the difference between malt liquor and, and beers? Is there a difference, or is it just the name? No, there's a difference. I don't really know because I don't brew it too much. Um, it has to do with the ingredients. I'm telling you, that's got to be it. So what, is, is Old English like a really shitty kind of beer? Or? I think it is, personally. 
yeah, they just drink because it's cheap, right? Yeah. Well, and, and it's got a high well, and it's got a high al- high alcohol content. And more of the bottom of the barrel, probably. Yeah, so I guess like a lot of homeless guys probably drink that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guys who were like carrying it around in like brown bags and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, malt beverages are highly filtered beer-like drinks that have no color and are made with no hops. Malt beverages are any number of flavored beverages. These include wine coolers, hard lemonades, hard sodas, and other flavored alcoholic beverages. Beer is generally made from grains, hops, water, and yeast. Yeah. There we go. So beer is made from hops and grains. Where, what was it, malts are made from, uh, are made with no hops. That's what it is. So beers are made with hops, where malts are not made with hops. No do you hops. Have, uh, do you have Mike's hard? Oh yeah, we got Mike's. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, I used to drink that. I remember once I drank a whole case of four, and I thought, well, you know, it's just lemonade with a bit of vodka in it. How how drunk am I going to get? And I was like staggering <laughs> home. I totally underestimated how drunk I was going to get. So. And well, also, if you don't drink that much, yeah. Yeah, and also they say, well, you know, you should eat a full meal if you're going to be drinking. But doesn't that just really delay the full intoxication? Yes, yes, yes. And I like to – There's that, that glass is a meal. It's got all your vitamins and minerals right there in that liquor. Yeah, it's true. Everything you need. Vitamin L, baby. Vitamin L. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a topic. Uh, so, Virginia, when you're drunk, what do you eat? What do I eat? I drink lots of water, and I don't eat. Really? Oh, you yeah, don't. That I don't. Eat. I think I now that I'm older, I think I drink uh, some aspirin and hopefully not wake up with a, a horrible, horrible hangover. Yeah, they say that you can prevent a hangover by like drinking tons of water. But that's. Technically not true. When the last time I drank, I drank maybe a whole 24 pack of Coronas, wow. and it was kind of like back to back. And I, w- I went home, and I was just I was hungover already. 20. It wasn't even the it was I was full blown like past the drunkness and just went into the hangover. <laughs> was there some kind of was there some kind of crisis going on in your life, or were you just <sighs> I was just uh, hanging out with one of my friends out here where I live, and they're like, oh, let's go, come on. And I'm like, well, I don't really drink all that much, but sure. And they're just handing me beer after beer after beer, and I'm sitting there drinking, 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 one after the other. And then all I know is I had about 24 of them, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Well, at least you're a good spirit about it. Drink, 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 drink. I don't, I I ain't going to say no. That's right. We went into, you know, like we bought two 24 packs and then, you know, my friend, he drank 24 and I drank 24 and I end up really, really sick the next morning. (laughs) That's right, Virginia. Say no to free beers (laughs) un-American. And un-Canadian. Un-Australian. You name it, it's un everything. Here's some Canadian yeah. terminology for you. We we call the 24 packs two fours. 
That's a Canadian oh, okay. slang right there. Yeah? Yeah, and also, here's a funny thing, because Canadian beer is stronger than American beer, but American cigarettes are stronger than Canadian cigarettes. How strong is Canadian beer? Because I, I, I'd be willing to say it depends on the beer. I've found some strong beers, like uh, Eye of the Hawk is like 11%. Well, that's uh, a uh, I found this stuff called Le Fin du Monde. It's like a French beer, but then technically it is French. Uh, Put it this way. If Virginia drank 24 bottles of Molson Canadian beer, she probably would have ended up in the hospital. I'll put it that way. Coors, <laughs> you can handle. I don't know about Molson Canadian, you know. Like, let's put it this way. Uh, uh, like, like Bud and Coors is sitting around like 5.2% standard. Uh, that's like standard American beer is around 5%. Uh, anything above that, you're starting, you know, five to, I'd say five to five and six, sevens and eights and nines are, are, are high end. Anything above that is like really high alcohol content for beer, for beer. <clears throat> yeah, actually, one thing I found out that surprised me about how you make uh, pop or soda, as you call it, is um, it's the same process. They use yeast and fermentation and everything. Really? Yeah, I thought there was only for alcohol, but you yeah, do that uh, soda pop as well. I did not know that, Sam, I am. Do either of you have a soda stream? No, I don't. I'd like to get but one. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, <laughs> so I probably should get one. I like, I'd like to get one, but it's so damn expensive right now. Like last I checked, they were like $180 or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to get it here, I'll make you wait till um, around Black Friday, you know, right after Thanksgiving, because I was looking not this last Christmas, but the year before. And they had the really nice soda streams, the, the kind that you could because see, there's two different kinds because I've been looking at them for a while. I really want one because like there's some that you can only put water in and then you you add the carbonation and their flavoring to make your drinks. Then yeah. there's also there's also one that you could put any liquid into and carbonate it. Uh, the difference is has to do with the with the tips, like because you have to be able to take the t- tips off and clean them a certain way, because you know how sugary beverages are, like they're it'll start to crystallize in there. You know what I'm saying? If you just keep shoving orange juice in there over and over, you get what I'm saying? So uh, or or grape juice or something, right? Uh, so but there are ones that you can do, but the really nice one um, that could do anything, you could put any drink in there that you wanted, man. Uh, at Black Friday like two years ago was like it was like 100. And, 19, I think. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I know what you're saying. They are kind of expensive. But if you think about it, I mean, you know, go through a fuck, you know, drink a couple sodas a day, dude. You go through a case, a couple cases a week, you know, you're hitting that hundred bucks before the month's out. I promise. Well, you I know, try. I try. Maybe, getting... maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not the month, but you'll be hitting that hundred bucks pretty dang quickly, you know. I tried like getting club soda and adding flavor with those little things that squirt Not flavor, the, the Kool-Aid things, you know. The thing is, that, but the flavor disappears after a couple drinks, you know. If they keep yeah. adding to it, so it's like an Italian soda, basically. So. Oh, I like these Italian sodas, man. I want a cream soda or something now. Now I'm craving some fucker. I'm also stoned, dude. I think my fucking Dab is kicking in. <laughs> oh, wait. yeah, you smoked earlier, right? 
Well, who's smoking? I'm smoking right now. I got my little pen right here. Have you heard me coughing? I know. I know the listeners have heard me coughing. <laughs> Trust me, that ain't my COVID. <laughs> All right. How about we do our uh, top five Ray moments? Not Raymond Hazen, but Raymond Lafleur. Okay. Yeah. So my first one. We'll do. I'll, I'll do one. You do one. Yeah. Yeah. Just like last time, for sure. So my first was. Uh, well, it starts off with him saying, "I." The place I've moved to is as a luxury beyond your wildest dreams. He's going on and on about it. And then, like, a minute later, he's like, hey, Ricky, don't tell anybody I'm living at the dump. <laughs> isn't that, like, isn't the camera zoomed up on him and it kind of, like, backs out at the same yeah. time he sees at the dump? Yeah. Yeah, that was good shit right there. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, you know... This wasn't as tough for me as as the top ten episodes was, uh, but this was kind of difficult because I do really like the character of Ray. Um, but my number five, excuse me, uh, I think has to be um, J Rock's Greasy Trailer Park Girls Gone Wild. Oh, when uh, yeah, when when he invites uh, Ray and Bubbles over for free liquor and groceries to be in his new porn video and then ray ends up like in like 15 minutes gets so hammered that he's just like wheeling around in a shot and then they end up having a, the freaking cops come uh, and that's when the cops are ended up arresting him for um count uh, not for fraud you know for disability fraud because they found out that he's not actually paralyzed uh, <laughs> but wanted, yeah good wanted uh, guys who look real and they're like they're going to ray but that's too real man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Fuck, I love that shit, bro. Because, you know, I've had moments like that, too. It's like, you're like, all right, yeah, let's party or something. But you hammer just a little bit, or at least not you, I have. You know, hammer just a bit too quickly, and you're fucking tanked in, like, 30 minutes. And everyone's like, fuck, bro, already? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, My next one is from uh, the first, uh, where in the fuck is Oscar Goldman? Where, where like he's helping them track the chicken and and he goes listen and Ricky goes are you drunk and Ray goes yes but listen <laughs> <laughs> yes oh that's so ironic see the more great minds think alike bro because my number four is the entire episode of where the fuck is Oscar Goldman <laughs> like that just episode is yeah it's all one big racing in my opinion and it's brilliant you're right dude like that that's pr- probably one of the best spots uh, parts of it and i also really love the uh uh when he was he was sitting there you know and he's like man i don't fucking know anything about tracking down chickens i just did it for the free liquor you know <laughs> like, <laughs> but i'm telling you i heard that chicken or then and then how about when he when he he's pa- pounding the bottle down and then he goes and throws it and breaks he goes man i'm off the trail guys i'm gonna need something to get me back on the trail and hands him uh uh a pint, and he goes, takes a big swing, goes, oh, yeah, sh- sh- here it is. Let's go. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the the first part of that, too, was, you know, which we already discussed because it's one of our favorite episodes, too. Um, it was in the beginning when he's like, all right, Ricky, you know the deal, though. <laughs> you know the deal. <laughs> and the deal is you got to bring me liquor. <laughs> yeah, they had to give him a second bottle, too, when yeah. he lost lost uh, track of it he's like uh, yep. i need something to get back on the trail and bubbles is like yeah i wonder what that is yeah <laughs> uh my next one is uh it <laughs> they're at the dump and they're about to have dinner 
and uh, Ray insists that they say grace. And in the middle of it, he's like, bless this dump. And the look on Bubbles' face when he says that. Yeah. He goes, does he say something like, I don't mean this dump, I mean my home, bless my home or something? Like, bless this dump. Right, that's yeah, that's we're going to come out that way. <laughs> uh, okay, so my number three is from Sega Night to the Bad Guys. Uh, you know, the little ep- uh, special episode. Um, when... Ricky goes down to see his dad, and he's living in that boat, which is so cool. And he goes in there, and he's trying to talk to him about starting up his weed plants in the um, green bins. And uh, Ray has one of his dad teaching moments, which I've always loved when he tries to act like he's giving fatherly advice. And he kind of always makes it. We talk about how he, Ricky's always trying to jumpstart his dreams off of Julian's batteries. And he's, like, hooking the battery cables up between them, like, like – yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now hook that to you. Do you feel it now? <laughs> yeah. Like, pretend I'm Julian. Hook it to Julian. I, I don't know. That shit is just so funny. I love that, that part. There, uh, my next, my fourth one is, uh, it's I th- believe it's the first episode of season six where, uh, so his trailer is gone because it's burned down. And he's like, he's being thankful for having the rig sleeper and everyone around him. And he's, he, he's, he ends this little soliloquy by saying, so help my fuck. The guy hit. Well, you have to admire that. You know, his life totally hit the skids, but he's able to see the silver lining and everything. So. Got to try. Hey, we talked about that prior. You got to try to find, you know, what's good. Can't just look at all. If, if, if you sit there and think about how your life is shit. Well, guess what? Your life's going to be shit. But even if you're homeless, I mean, Virginia, see, like I've been homeless and completely happy because why I, in my, my frame of thought, like, you know, you just got to, yeah, you're right, man. You got to have your fucking head on straight. Dude. <laughs> uh, my number two, you know, number two uh, in the top five uh, is the episode when B- Bubbles comes in to see what Ray's doing. I believe it's in seven because it's all leading up for their, um, a scrap metal trip to Bangor, Maine. Um, but it's uh, uh, when Ray is in his house ripping all the plumbing out of his walls for liquor money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in there just fucking yanking the walls out. And he's like, oh, come on, motherfucker. And he's ripping it in bubbles. He's like, hey, what, Ray, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm, you, know, you know I don't use this plumbing bubs. <laughs> I'm ripping it out. You know, you can turn it in. It's the most normal thing in the world. Yeah, and Bubbles is like, Ray, ripping your plumbing out of your walls for liquor money is fucked. And then Ray, Ray looks right at him and goes, nah, it's not. And walks, walks right past him like it's fucking no big deal. The way Ray feels is that anything that, that he could do that could get him money for liquor or get him liquor is okay. He's really uh, uh, my number five is... Uh, um, it's it, it's actually the same episode when they decided to do the scrap metal, but it's a different scene. Uh, so Ray says to Bubbles, "What's your hobby?" Uh, or no, Bubbles says to Ray, "What's your hobby?" And he says, "Drinking." Want a beer? And Bubbles is like, "Yeah." Ray, Ray gives him like half a beer, and he grabs a fresh beer for himself. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was another part of why. I, that's why that whole freaking. Um uh, or, or that scene is so great, dude. I have that on here. It's on one of my lists or something. But but you're right, dude. He's like, Bubbles, you really need to get a hobby, man. And he's like, well, what's your fucking hobby, right? Drinking. <laughs> here, you want a beer, Bubs? Sure. And he hands him the one he's already been drinking off of, the open one. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's great. Uh, all righty. And then my number one, my top Ray moment of all is in season seven when uh, the, he needs a, he needs a jump. His car, the car is out. The battery's dead. And when he's driving around in Leahy's old car with the no roof, and he needs a jump. He's now the trailer park supervisor with Randy, and he needs a jump. And he's trying to get Bubbles to jump him with his fucking go kart. <laughs> and Bubbles is sitting there arguing with him like, "Dude, you can't jump a car with a go kart battery. Like, it's not the same thing. It's basically a lawnmower engine. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and like." And then everyone winds up showing up. Ricky, fucking Julian, fucking everyone's there. And everyone's talking shit over shit. And then all of a sudden Ray loses his shit. He's like, God damn it, Julian, get that piece of shit car out in front of my house. Keep it the fuck away from my house from now on. Ricky, get the fuck in your car. Move it the fuck over there, over here. Jump my car. Bubbles, get your fucking go. And he starts going off at everybody. <laughs> Bubbles is like, Ray, I'm sorry. I just, you can't jump a, go, a car from a... The bubbles, you just didn't try. All right, God damn it. Are you still coming over for dinner later? Bubbles is like, yeah, I'll be there. Six thirty, yeah. Holding his magazine for hostage. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's that's right. Uh, Ray, that, Ray is like so hilariously selfish. Him and Ricky both, but yeah, Ray takes it to a whole new level. It doesn't really give to anybody. So, so Virginia, uh, have you ever? Um, have you ever lived in a trailer park or knew anyone who lived in one, visited one? Um, no, just uh, like a mobile home, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know if it's the same. <laughs> well, technically it is. Like it, when a lot of people hear trailer, they think like a, a sleeper camper, like the thing we hook on the back of our truck or the thing that sits above the bed of the truck. But a, a mobile home is a trailer in a trailer park. That's true. Okay. If it is, if it's mobile, yeah. Do you was were you talking about like an RV or something like that? Yeah. Um, so my friend, she actually lives in a, a trailer, which is a mobile home, in um, actually San Jose, actually. Uh, and she likes it. She went from a house to um, a trailer, and she said it's more, uh, it's easier and. Cost. more manageable and more cost efficient and stuff yeah. like that yeah well like what you gotta pay for gas and you gotta find a place to hook up the, the plumbing but other than that it's a pretty good deal yeah. i can tell yeah. Uh, yeah and then uh i do have uh my aunt she actually has a trailer that she lives in in kansas city uh and she said that all she has to do is pay the the lot fee, which is like three hundred bucks, and the uh, trailer's hers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll... paid like twenty five thousand for it. Well, house. Are... Sorry, go on. Uh, um, out there, it's actually pretty cheap, uh, like for mobile homes and trailers and stuff like that. Well, houses are so goddamn expensive now. I mean, there's this whole new class of people that they call house, they call them house poor, where basically they had money, but now so much of their money goes into the house that it's they're living like poor people, like you know, eating tuna sandwiches and they used to travel uh, pre-COVID, of course. They used to be able to buy whatever they wanted, and now every spare cent goes to the house. It's just not an investment anymore. Mm-hmm. No, no. Honestly, buying a house is is 
a horribly bad investment. I mean, it's also a way of tying you down to a spot. I mean, the taxes, like, I, there's all kinds of shit about it. Like, renting it really is the way to go. Because then, I mean, 30 days, you can move anytime you want, you know? Selling a house is a whole bigger issue. Yeah. And it can take a long time, too. Long time. I mean, the bills that you have to pay when you live in a house as well, I mean, there's that, there's maintenance. So it, every every house is a money pit. Whereas kind of like, like a car, if you ask my honest opinion about cars. Yeah, yeah. If you ever depreciate. I say I say we get rid of houses and cars and all live outside and cruise around in like horse and buggy, like the old days, like cowboys. Well, the economy, <laughs> if the economy doesn't improve, most people probably will be living that way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially uh, uh, with uh, population inflation, it's the way it's going to continue to rapidly rise. Yeah. Well, there's this so, movie right now called Nomad Land, and uh, it's based on reality, but it's not a true story. But it's about all these people in America. They're they're nomads. They just they're homeless, but instead of living on the streets in one city, they're just kind of traveling around and uh, receiving alms from churches and what have you, and that that contingent might end up growing as well. Uh, that's the way the like all the punk rockers used to be, man. Um, like I used to know a whole bunch of people in the punk rock scene back in the '90s and two, early 2000s and stuff, and that's what they do, man. They'd hitchhike from Portland to Seattle to, you know, down to down through California into Napa, down to LA, fucking back east, and they were never in one spot for more than a few weeks or a month at a time, you know. Couple months, couple months maybe, uh, if the weather is you know bad or something like they don't want to travel during the rain or whatever. But uh, yeah, my yeah. Girl, my girlfriend's friend was kind of part of the traveler scene, the nomad scene for a while, and she was traveling with a punk rock guy. So yeah, I guess that must still be the case for a lot of punks. Yeah, I remember there used to be this old uh, guy, punk rock rich man, big old guy, but he used to wear this T-shirt. I mean, I used to love it because. Uh, you'd have to know the joke if you know punk rockers. They're like, at least back in the 90s and, and the early 2000s, I don't hang out or no money from now, but they used to not all bathe or wear deodorant all the time. Oh, so yeah. they would smell really bad, you know? Uh, and his t-shirt said, uh, punk rock's not dead. We've always, it's always smelled like this. <laughs> I used to love because he'd see red, rich, rich stank, and he really did. But uh, but he was a cool fucking dude. If you could just get past it, be like, this is just who he is, man. Like he's a punk, he's a gutter punk, and you know, I love them gutter punks, man. I know quite a few still to this day that they're you know old school gutter punks, and I don't talk to them uh, all the time anymore. But I know them still and fucking love them. Like my like truck my boy stop. JoJo. Shout out to JoJo. What's up? You truck brown stop. man. What's up? <laughs> Go ahead. Did Trump what? Your truck stop still have showers? I don't know. Some, I believe. Yeah. 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 Yes, you have to yes. use those, eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, they do. Actually, I live uh, maybe like 15, 20 minutes away from uh, quite a few truck stops, and they actually do still have them in there, but I think it's like $10, $15 to use um, their showers. Well, I guess that's kind of reasonable. I mean, not if you're... Uh, a nomad that's probably be, probably a lot of money but i guess for a trucker it's not too bad but i mean for they, the nomads and stuff like that i would say probably the best thing to do would be get like a 24-hour fitness 
um, gym membership membership and just use it like that use the showers yep. in there yeah uh, that's cheaper or or if you're a nomad homeless person and you don't you can always email me at scoobdad.lahey at gmail.com and I can tell you how to make a homemade shower because <laughs> I've been homeless a lot no it's really easy I'll tell you guys right now it's no big deal I think we've covered it before and we're gonna have a night you take like a regular like soda bottle or a water bottle and you cut the bottom off it right and then uh you put that to the side. Then you get like a bigger bottle, like a like a two liter. Or have you ever seen those three liters? Get a three liter. That would work great, dude. Or a milk jug is nice because it's big and fat. But something big, you know, a gal. Because that milk jug is a gallon too. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, and then you cut the bottom off that. Okay. Then you get a piece of hose, uh, uh, and you just attach it on both. End. Well, one end you attach to the um, the big the big milk jug, the bigger jug. Okay. And then the other end, you have attached the water bottle. But the side that's closest to the water bottle, soda bottle, regular, smaller bottle, whatever it is. Uh, oh, wait. Did I say you cut the bottom off that one? No, you don't cut the bottom off the small one. I take that back. Sorry, everybody. You poke holes in the, in the bottom of the smaller one. Okay. I yeah. got ahead of myself. There. Did you, you poke holes first? Yeah. You heat the water yeah. on your, your campsite, your stove, your your propane stove, your fire camp, whatever you got. You know, your, your stove because everyone homeless is heating a stove somehow. Uh, you heat your water on that. That's how you heat your water hot. Okay, you heat it up. Like, remember, I, I had that three-tiered shopping cart barbecue I told you about? Well, that's what I'd heat up the water on was that thing. <laughs> yeah, I made a sh- barbecue out of a shopping cart, chopped it all up, and tack welded it together. And uh, Yeah, it was badass, dude. But anyway, um, yeah, and then so what you do is you just put that jug, uh, the bigger one, high up on a tree, and then you have the other bottle slightly further down kind of like in an s shape but just slightly lower because you use gravity and then uh uh on this on the end of the hose that's closest to the smaller bottle you have one of those old school like remember the plastic quarter turn uh nozzles for the hoses that you could turn it like a quarter turn click it was like a little plastic handle on the right so like a little like a key almost tick and then the hose would turn on the water would come out and you could quarter turn back click and then it would shut off. We get one of those, and you, so that way you can turn your your shower head off and on, right? You can you can have it off, so and then fill the thing up with water. You get underneath it, and then you turn that little quarter turn, and then the water falls all down through that into that water bottle. And then the one with the holes in the bottom, it all starts trickling through the holes in the bottom like a shower head. You know what you should do is uh kind of find a way to like invent the components so you could mass produce. Something like that for like campers, and then Pat made it, out of then made out of actual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like maybe get one of them one of them pouches that like uh, heats water. Like you know what I'm saying? The ones you can just like an IV bottle or something like that. Yeah. Someone out there is listening to this and they're gonna go fucking make it now. Watch. That always happens to me. I come up with great ideas, but I'm stoned and lazy and I don't know how to like copyright shit. People's like I've seen ideas I've thought of that out there. I'm like fuck, man. I thought of that shit. I come up with ideas, but I'm not an engineer, so I don't know how to invent the components. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Virginia. Well, I mean, I did invent that, so I mean, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Virginia. What? Virginia, did you did you see Raymond's like homeless life? Did you bear witness to that? Um, semi, not really. Um, he would give me calls and we would talk on the phone and stuff like that. But <laughs> since I live so far away now. It's kind of it was kind of hard to get out to to see him and hang out and stuff like that. Oh yeah, 
What what part of the state do you live in? I live um, closer to um, the peninsula of uh, San San Francisco Peninsula. But I live I live now uh, closer into the Central Valley, so I live a little bit further out. A couple hours away from me. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What? So you're you're to the south of Raymond. Uh, yes. Okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, I thought I would bring it up and be fun. Maybe we'll start tr- checking on doing it. Do you know how every day is like? It's National Pigs in the Blanket Day. It's fucking. Yeah. It's National Salamanders Wear Shoes Day. You know, I don't know. I'm just making that one up. Yeah, there's a thing for everything, right? Yeah. So I thought I'd take a look real quick, and um, today is May 7th, correct? Yeah, Friday, May 7th. Uh, I thought I'd just let you guys hear a couple of national. Today is National uh, Packaging Design Day. So, like, if you have to mail something in a package, make sure you put a nice design on it because it's Packaging Design Day. Yeah, uh, packaging. It's also, well, thank you for your service, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It's also a national paste-up day. And no, that's not the pasties, you know, those little things that girls put on their nipples to, like, to make it look like they're wearing them bodysuits and stuff. No, yeah. it's not a pasty. <laughs> that's what I thought at first. I was like, fuck, it's national pasty day. I got all excited. But no, it's national paste-up day. Back in the old days, uh, uh, before, like, the uh, way programs are done now with news, they actually used to have to, like, uh, uh, have a design editor lay out layout design just how the articles are going to lay on the page and then they would paste them on before they would print you get what I'm saying paste up that's what it is uh, it's also national barrier awareness day that's for uh, uh, all those who um, well for, for anyone with disabilities basically but national barrier day is more for those like uh, uh, you know, because barriers get in your way because you have disabilities, like you can't walk, so you can't go up the stairs. So if there's somewhere without a ramp, that's a barrier, you know. I thought uh, it referred to like sexual harassment or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's National uh, Boundaries Day. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Uh, okay, this one I think is amazing, and I wish I realized a little more ahead of time. I should have got down to the store, but today is National. Roast leg of lamb day. So everyone, I can take. Uh, yeah, right. Let's fucking roast some leg of lamb. I'm out for that. Never ate uh, a lamb I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Never ate a lamb I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. funny. You know, you know what I just had. Go, go, no, go ahead, Morgan. I love visiting farms and zoos and whatnot, but I don't ever want to hold a lamb in my hands because how can I go and eat a lamb after that? And I don't want to. Lose that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, speaking of lamb, there's this place up here in, in Lakeport that I went to that I didn't even know, but uh, they sell lamb euros up there, and I got a lamb euro, and it was so bomb, had that tzatziki sauce and everything, man. Almost, dude, it wasn't quite as Virginia. Remember Small World in, in, in Napa? Yeah. It was not as good as Mike's lamb euro. I'm gonna say it right here, right now. But it was still damn worth the money I spent. It was ten bucks worth well spent. <laughs> uh, so, Bridget, okay. have you done those uh, spicy food challenges that Jason and uh, Raymond have done? 
no, no, um, I'm not one for uh, hot stuff. Like, not that hot, anyways. Uh, not like that. Because, uh, yeah, did you see the video of uh, Raymond eating the, the beef jerky? I, I think, did. It sounds like a kind of torture I know I couldn't handle. I know that. I mean, even Jason, who is the one who eats this stuff for breakfast, even he was in agony saying you could feel it going through his intestines. and So I, that'll be a no for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely will be a no for me also. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay hold on i got one more national day to share just because it'll make bubbles happy and then we'll be done with the national days i promise all right yeah today is national space day space day all right today is space day so everyone get out there get stoned and let's play some fucking space all right the same week as uh the star wars day may 4th it's good timing yeah. Oh, you know what? That might make sense because, well, I don't know. I guess if it happened before. It says it's on the first Friday of, in May. So the first Friday in May is Space Day. Then again, if if uh, the first was a Friday, I guess it wouldn't be the same week. But. Well, yeah. So, Ray, uh, are, you, are you into Star Wars or Star Trek? Anything in space. I mean, Star Wars, I'm not going to lie, is a little bit, you know, cooler. Uh Star Trek is a bit techno babble, um, but I like Star Trek. Um, I remember before my my grandpa, my my dad's dad, uh, before he passed. You know, when I was younger, growing up, uh, he loved Star Trek. He lo- well, he loved sci-fi spaces. Didn't matter, Out, uh, Outer Limits, freaking you know, Twilight Zone, all that shit. And Pop loved that stuff. Uh, but he, he used to watch Star Trek also. Because it was on TV. Star Wars wasn't just on TV all the time. And, you know, we didn't have DVR back in the day where you could just, or Netflix where you could just fucking watch Disney Plus and just watch Star Wars anytime you want. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Star Trek was always on. And so he'd watch Star Trek a lot. And so I remember in my early, like early mid, you know, early teens, like mid teens and whatnot, like even at high school, uh, like I went to a continuation and it got out at like 1.30. And people want to go out like, hey, let's go party, let's go get some weed, let's go fucking blah blah. blah. All right, dude, I'll meet you all downtown at like 3:30. I got, to. and like it, it took a little while before like I got to talk. But I had to go home because from two to three, Star Trek: The Next Generation was on, and I went home to watch Star Trek with my grandpa every afternoon before I'd split to go out and you know get all loaded and party with my friends. You know, when I'm 16, 17, 18, and whatnot. And so uh, Star Trek to this day has a special place because I have that connection with my grandpa. But sure, it is and, and some episodes get me really going, dude. Like anything with the Borg, uh there's some Klingon wars that some of the older uh, but but I'll admit a lot of them can drag on and can be real dull and boring and kind of bad writing and kind of bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> Picard never got it on with a green alien woman, right? <laughs> no, that's strictly Kirk, my man. Kirk was a stud, bro. That's Dude, right. Kirk banged his way across the galaxy. I'm telling you that right now. It's the James Bond of of United of the outer of outer space, I guess. James Bond. He, he was. Dude, that dude had to have done like 30 aliens that I know of. You know. Virginia, are you? Uh, do you like Star Wars or Star Trek, or are you or neither? 
Um, neither one. I'm more into like the sci-fi and stuff like that. I like uh, a lot of the unsolved mysteries and yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, outer limits and stuff like that. Um, you like uh, the, the unexplained? Yeah. yeah the, uh, like the paranormal type content. Yes. Yes. Ghost mm. hunters, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Uh, are you, like in, are you into like ufology, UFOs, aliens, that kind of stuff too? Yeah, yeah. The other day I actually was looking up. Uh, what was it like two days ago? I was looking up into the sky and I seen uh, um, maybe at least a good hundred star. What looked to be like stars, and they were all traveling fast, and they were going uh, southern in the southern sky, going south. And they were like lined up in in a line, so I don't even know what that could have been. Could have been no. maybe drones or something, but no. I your shower, it as maybe. Well. Oh no, no, these were moving showers fast. fast, yeah, and they don't turn uh, anything like that, yeah. Yeah, no, these were just like if it's a uh, kind of like a maybe Wait, they were turning. They were just moving really okay. fast, and they were not falling. They were just kept moving in like a, it just in a shape like a. A line, basically. Well, yeah, it's just weird. California uh, gotten a lot drones. of activity, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, could've... Nevada is right next door to California, right? Yeah, so- southern, yeah. Yeah, because Area 51, <laughs> so maybe that's why, maybe that's a lot of UFO traffic kind of gets uh, passed off the meridian over to California. But uh, people have seen UFOs, like, come out of the water in California, like, off the coast. So that's one thing I know about. You know, I'm not too concerned with Area 51, dude. I want to know what's in Area 52. I don't know. Is is there an Area 52? I don't know. Whatever area is right next door. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they call it. Because, see, here's the way I see it. What does any good magician do? They want you look at this hand. Look at this hand while this hand's one doing it. They're, the government's been telling us Area 51, Area 51, so everyone looks at Area 51. I want to know what's going on next door. There's Wait, a reason why. Huh? Huh? People? Let's why fucking look into this. Secret? There has to be a reason why no one's allowed to go there. And I, in fact, I think that if you manage to somehow infiltrate that, like if you just drove through the fence or something, I think they can actually kill you. I think they're allowed to do that. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, you, you trespass on the Area 51 property yeah you they shoot you dead and they don't even have to bury the body i think a couple of years ago they were actually like two years ago they were talking it was all over like uh the social media and they were saying uh they were gonna go out and try to infiltrate the the area and um they were get they were like anybody that does show up uh they would shoot them on the spot that you know, on anybody that went through that that the gates there, just in general. Well, they have um, the Men in Black are, are supposedly yeah, real, nice. but they're not like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. There are these weird. It sounds almost like they're robots or something, but they've been sent to like to intimidate people who have come forward to talk about their experiences. So they're definitely serious about keeping everyone's mouths shut. Yeah. But I really would have liked to know what what that was in the sky. Um, my friend seen it, and she said maybe drones, but they were too close together to be drones. 
No, I don't think they'd be. Well, I mean, I don't even know if drones would have lights on them, would they? I mean, I, I mean, no. And when it, from what it looked like to me was, uh, they were like, uh, you know, airplanes, like one by one by one by one, like literally in in a in a straight line. Yeah. And there was at least fifty of them, at least. And they just kept going back to back to back and. I don't know where they were going, but somewhere in southern hemisphere. Well, yeah. we got we do got to remember that uh, it's probably fucking aliens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right, but <laughs> but uh, but no, no. Um, especially down here in that southern western corner of of our little uh, country continent and hemisphere, it's a lot of desert. And yeah. a desert means not many people, so it that's why they test uh, experimental aircrafts and shit all over uh, California, Nevada, whatnot, you know, because of deserts. So and and then and then you know L. A., San Diego, you know, other places, Phoenix. There's some law, you know. There's there's Air, we got Travis Air Force. There's military stuff, you know, yeah. on the out, on the outsides of these deserts. So they're able to, you know. So I mean. It very well could have been uh, some sort of new, like, you know, spacecraft. Could have been some sort of new drones. Could have been aliens. I mean, I'm a subscriber of any object that uh, you can't identify is an unidentified flying object. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it doesn't have, doesn't have to have little green men driving it. It's still unidentified flying and an object. So, screw you. That's a UFO, my man. <laughs> They say that uh, drone. Well, I mean, drones are going to become an even bigger parts of our lives. They say they're going to start delivering packages and food. They already do. They do really. Also, they are. They're already doing that now. Oh. Yes, uh, uh, Amazon in certain like like Seattle is one of the few places that does it. You have to be in like one of the major city locations with one of their distributors, and they have uh, a two-hour <laughs> delivery. So if you order something on certain items, you can have it delivered within two hours. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And I believe it's by drone. I believe. I might be mistaken on that. Don't quote me. But See, I believe it is. See, that in a place like Kentucky because there's so many guns, the good old boys might just shoot. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> right? Uh, I, I, uh, did see, I, uh, I did see yesterday um, when I was looking online, um, they actually came out, Lyft actually came out with a drone helicopter where – they will actually take you from point A to point B in like seconds. Oh, that's cool. I, I would do it. Yeah. Why not? I might. I might. I'd have to think about yes. it for a minute. But, uh, yeah. I, I am a subscriber of eventually we're going to make a computer a little too smart and the machines will take over. Um, so I am a kind of against drone. I'm also a subscriber of, of every computer that we make that does a job is one less job for an actual breathing person. Well, that's uh, what you... Well, you heard about the um, the chip that they're actually making. Uh, Elon Musk is actually uh, perfecting it right now, where it's gonna they're gonna put it in your brain, and actually you're gonna be able to the paralyzed are gonna be able to walk more, and it's gonna actually make your brain like ten to fifteen times faster, like thinking wise, moving wise. Uh, I could use kind of impairments or whatever you have. It's gonna make it work again. So it'll make that's wow, that's that's way cool. 
I think I, I think yeah. I that chip actually. I think I mean you get hooked up with it. I'm getting old. You know, <laughs> instead of wearing like you know the you know the body you know the robotic legs and stuff like that, you're gonna actually be able to move like paralyzed people from the waist down are gonna be able to walk again and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot of money to do, but hey, he's making it happen. You know, if 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 someone told me right now that Elon Musk had a time machine on his Mars base, I would say I believe you. That dude's just amazing, you know? Like shit. Him and that Richard Branson guy. I'm telling you, those guys they're I don't think they're from our time. I think two of them came here together from the future. They're aliens or something. Or aliens <laughs> or something. They got to be, dude. They got to well, be. I, you know, I don't I know how the I've seen a video where he's using that chip in a he put it into a uh, orangutan and the orangutan is actually playing the video game with his mind. Their video game is not hooked up, but he's just like using like Pong and he's actually playing the Pong game. Wow. With his mind. It's kind of crazy, but you know, it's going to be i feel in the future it, everything's gonna have to do with your mind you're gonna just like think it and it's gonna happen which is kind of crazy for me to think because if i think of killing somebody what's gonna happen you know or if you think you're so upset and you're so mad and you say hey i you know i think about this what what makes you, it not happen and you think about when you throw in your hot cup of coffee in the person's face who you're in argument with, but you don't <laughs> act on it because we have, you know, we have restraint, you know, yeah. we're, we're able to control ourselves because we're adults and human beings. We don't have a lack of r- rational compulsion, you know, compulsionary actions. So we randomly throw, ah, right. So we can contain that. But yeah, what happens if the brain just over, it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys watch Dragon Ball uh, Super, uh, Goku, I watched Dragon Ball. I've watched Dragon Ball since it was on Dragon Ball back in the 80s, man. I love that shit. I'm a Goku freak, bro. Dragon Ball, Vegeta, fuck yeah, I'll get down with that shit. But anyway, he, he learns this thing called Ultra Instinct and like the newer stuff that just came out like the last couple years uh, here in America, uh, Japan, the last 10 years or so. But anyway, and the Ultra Instinct, man, it's like the, the body parts take over. Like you don't even have to – like when the dude punches, he doesn't even have to think about blocking. The arm just blocks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So it's kind of like that, yeah. It's like it's like, what if your body got ultra instinct? Like you don't even have to think about doing shit. Like it just when you think about it, it just happens. It reacts, you know. Like <laughs> that could be very bad. Well, if yeah. orangutans playing fucking Call of Duty, I think we're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? If they can figure that out. Well, I don't know. I've I've met some people on Call of Duty that I don't think are much higher uh, evolutionary standards than an orangutan. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I know horses smarter than Corey and Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> and there are humans who aren't even as intelligent as horses. They emerge all the time. Yeah. yeah. But there's, yeah. One, there's one, speaking of Space Week, uh, Space Day, I, uh, I was uh, reading about this technology, and it used to be something they smoked, they spoke dismissively of. But they're talking about a space elevator could be one way to get into space. And they're saying it's actually doable. 
So that's one possibility. You know, I mean, I've seen that very similar thing in, like, movies they use. Like, I was just watching this one um, called Space Sweepers on Netflix. Kind of trippy. Kind of cool movie. Check it out. It's uh, uh, some sort of, I don't know, Japanese or something, Korean, something, some foreign. I don't really know very well. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't upset anyone. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, in one of it, that they got an elevator. And I've seen that other times. I always debate, like, how would that work? Because the Earth is rotating. So yeah. if it's connected to Earth, it's going to have to rotate with the Earth. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. So, I mean, unless you have, like, some sort of thrusters on the top that give it a little boost from the atmosphere in, in outer space to help, you know, because if you just connect something to the ground and then it, it's just going to break off at the bottom when the Earth spins, because you know what I'm saying? Think about, like, if you grab a really long pole and you hold the very end of it and you try to lift it, you know how heavy that end is way over there, you know? Same type of principle, like, it's going to be way hard to move that whole thing, you know? It's, it's not, I mean, it'd have to be really big around, in my opinion, to support it without snapping uh, the other ways. So, I mean, I don't know, this is just, my, you know, amateur rocket science brain is, is racked over. Like, I guess I'd have to put some sort of thrusters at the top, uh, wherever the space station that it connects to is. Uh, or at the space station, I guess, that it connects to could have its own thrusters, and then it just kind of gives boosts or whatever, or a slow boost to help keep it at the right pace so it orbit, you know, so it moves with the Earth, you get what I'm saying? So it relieves the pressure down the tube? Uh, well, I guess they're figuring it out. They're uh, going to come up uh, with a way to do it. Do you think they'd have, like, a lever to make it, like, the world's biggest drop zone from Great America? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine that, dude? Come down, try our new ride. Drop from orbit, 86,000 miles an hour. Ah, plummet to your death, death, death. Make that a Come form. on down. <laughs> Make that a form of, like, extreme skydiving, you know? Right? <laughs> no, that's extreme pants shitting is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about those guys who do those, uh, uh, what are they, uh, the, the halo jumps? High altitude, low, uh, 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 not, or what is it called? But they're the ones that, okay, so they jump from really high, and then they, uh, low release, but, but that's not what it is. They pull the cord very low. You get what I'm saying? So they jump from very high, and then they, then they don't pull it to like the last second, man. And some of those guys go from, there was a dude a while back that he, he jumped from just outside atmosphere. Like, he was just outside Earth, dude, or or just inside of it, something like that. But uh, and, but then he went, man, and it's like, dude, and, you know, he fell, you know, fuck, thousands of feet before he, he uh, finally pulled that shit. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I pulled that. Heard, uh, well, exactly when they tell you to. I think I would, I think they tell you, I think it's like 10 seconds or 15 seconds after jumping, you're supposed to pull it. Uh, yeah, and I'd make sure it was everything was just copacetic with that parachute too. I'm afraid of heights, but uh, yeah, make sure everything was right. You're afraid of heights, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Wait, can you stand at the top top of like a huge building and not be afraid of it? Yeah. I used to do and stuff like into like lakes and rivers and things like that. 
I used to jump off bridges into lakes and rivers, and uh, I've been bungee jumping a couple times. Um, never been skydiving yet, but I've always wanted high altitude, low opening. That's what it is. Boom. Oh, thanks. I just I just googled it. Don't, no, I didn't. It didn't come to me. Uh, how was bungee jumping? Bungee jumping was fun. Uh, I mean, it's been years since I did it. If you want the truth, I did. How old was I? I was. Uh, I want to say 11, 12, and thirteen when I did it. Oh, wow. Or it might have been 12, 13, and 14, but I don't think I was that old yet. I might have been. But, yeah, no, uh, there used to be a place here in California called uh, – well, the, the city so it was Manteca. The place still exists. But they had a water slides there, Manteca water slides way back in the day. Anyone old from California like me uh, probably remembers Manteca water slides. But, anyway, they had a big bungee jump thing there, and uh, – you could do it, and what? And back then, I mean, I remember it was still the '90s. It wasn't all that much, you know. It was like ten or fifteen bucks to do it or something. And uh, we had gone there. Uh, my mom was in NA, Narcotics Anonymous. Shameless plug. I know we're not supposed to talk, you know, <laughs> radio or whatever promotions and all that. But anyway, uh, they had the convention there back then, and I used to, you know, go with her as a kid. And uh, she did it. And like I was sitting there telling her like, Mom, I want to do that. I want to do that. And she told still the state. So she remembers. She looked at me and goes, Man, no. Like she didn't want me to do it. And wasn't that she didn't want me to do it? She didn't want to pay. And then me climb way up there and get scared and, and not do it. And she paid because sorry, no refunds. You know. And uh, and I was like, No, nah, I ain't gonna. No, I'm not. I want to go do that. Like let me do that. And uh, she was finally was like, All right, fine, you can do it. And uh, and they they go up there. There's two ways to do it. It had the the, the rope the, the the cord connected like kind of from right around your abdomen stomach area, you know. And it had a nice big uh, round base, uh, so like it wouldn't smack you in the face. It was kind of safety protected. But uh, uh, but then you know like two feet up the cord, it became just a regular bungee cord thickness, right? It was just a little bit cushion around the base of it because it didn't whack you in the face because most people didn't go head first but they said there's a way and they showed you if you if you like stepped over it and draped it between your legs right so it went like between your legs and kind of like like up your ass behind you you would you could go ahead first on this thing and uh without being without your feet being tied and so uh, I, inst- I already instantly decided that's how i was doing it and uh uh fucking when we got up there they go all right we're gonna go. I'm gonna go one, two, three, bungee, and on bungee you go. Uh, I went on one, and and I he said one, and I just ah head first, stepped over and right. Dude was like, you sure, little dude, you're gonna go? I said, hell yeah, I'll do that. And I didn't hesitate. I I didn't wait for bungee. I went at one. And it was so much fun, man. And just bungeed a few times. And then and after it stops bouncing, they lowered you to the big because they had a big air pad below you, so. Uh, uh, I watched this guy a little while before I went. Like, it was big pad, dude. The thing was, like, fucking two-story tall. Not, maybe not quite that tall, but it was fucking, like, damn near. It was, like, over 10 feet, you know, thick. It was well over adult human heads thick. And, uh, dude, and, and then the thing was, like, I think, like, 70, like, 100 feet, something, 7,500 feet, 125 feet. Somewhere, in the, I don't know, something like that. I don't remember. It was fucking 20 years ago. But he flew off the thing and landed on it to show, you know, to test it. And, like, it was fine. So, like, I knew if you fell, like, you'd be okay. Like, that was my logic. Uh, but, yeah, dude. I had a, and so the next three years in a row we went – or next two years we went. And uh, I got to do it again both years because I, had, you know, obviously wasn't afraid to jump. And, I mean, once you do something once, like, 
you'll, you're definitely never going to be scared of it again, you know? Oh, excuse me. But, yeah. How does it feel endlessly just bounce like that? Does it, does it make you lightheaded or anything? Yeah, a little bit. You know, you get a little dizzy, a little little scrambly, you know. But, uh, I mean, shit, anyone who likes getting stoned or, I mean, spinning, one of my first highs was getting dizzy, spinning around when you're like, and then you get all dizzy and stumbling on the house and you're like seven, five, two. <laughs> That's but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it ain't much different, you know, I mean. But it was cool. It's way cool. I recommend it. And, you know, get out there and try it. You know, anyone. Like, bungee jumping is cool. I want to go skydiving real bad one of these days. Like, well, I mean, bungee jumping might be dangerous for, you know, heavier people, people of size. I don't know if I could do that or not. My, I, I mean, possibly. Uh, I mean, there are – I mean, there has to be a weight limit, right? There, There's weight limits to everything. Um, but – I mean, I don't really know if well, I, would I, mean, Jack, I don't in, know. In one of the Jackass movies, actually, they got there's this one guy. Yeah. He's not a member of, of the crew officially, but he's he's a big guy, and occasionally he does stuff with them. And he did a bunch of jump dive with the with that the um, the midget guy, and uh, he didn't break. So see see. Boom. See, you just, my thing you, is, I hate you just fuck fifth bust your own shit there, bud. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Virginia. <laughs> uh, my thing is, uh, I'm not scared of heights. I just don't like the feeling of I'm falling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is, that is a fucked one. It really is. You, anyone ever slept on a bunk bed, like top bunk? You ever fallen off the bunk bed in the middle of the night while you're asleep? <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, my God. Like, because you do, you feel it. Like, even before you wake up for a second, like, you can feel you're falling. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's weird, dude. Yeah, it's scarier sleeping on the bottom or the top because if someone falls on you, you're you're fucked. And if you fall on them, they're fucked. But you know, either way, it's it's pretty unpleasant if that thing fucking falls apart, you know. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends. I mean, if it's a got kind of a flimsy bottom to the top bunk, then yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be on bottom for sure. I think I'd rather fall on somebody. But if it's a nice, firm, solid bed. Like and it's got a solid bars or or solid an an actual solid, uh, you know, bottom to the top bunk. Um, then no, I'd much rather be on bottom. Fuck, I don't want to climb my big ass up and down that thing, dude, all the time. Fuck, man. <laughs> you're in jail. You're slept in bunk beds in jail, right? Yeah, yeah, bunk beds in jail. And you, I mean, you always get one when you first get there. I mean, it's rare. That you get lucky enough that you get given a, an empty cell, you know, which has happened a few times. I mean, you go in and out as much as I have. Trust me, there's very few things that don't happen. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, but usually you get a top rack, and then at some point that person either gets out or moves, um, and then you move down, uh, or you move in. And some, I mean, this happens sometimes. Some young kid will be there uh, who. Uh, says here you know especially if you're older bigger and got more tattoos they go here take the bottom bunk no problem man <laughs> yeah it's not like a shawshank redemption the guy's got his own cell and it's like the size of a hotel room and it's just one bed <laughs> no 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 but i have um been in single man cells and i have and they do exist and i've seen them and um and yes i i definitely much prefer that not that another person's company isn't uh appreciated at times 
But, um, I mean, it's nice to know that the only farts you have to live in are your own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because because we all know that we're human beings. And even though we don't talk about it all the time, we all fart. And um, when you guys are locked in a box for 20 plus hours a day, well, you can't really just go outside and fart. You know what I'm saying? Or you can't go to the next room like you're in the only room. So fart, you know, like there's nothing you can really do about it. Like it makes so, me wonder if there might be less violence in prison if everyone got their own cells, you know? Oh, there would be. But could you imagine how big everything would have to be? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think I think minimum security prisons are like that. I think they usually just house one guy per cell. Uh, no, actually, most minimum securities are dormitories. So they're big rooms with multiple bunk beds. Most minimum securities are, are set up like that. Um, you get to cells uh, the higher up you go. Um, like level two yards uh, are tend to be more cells. It's, a lot of level twos actually are dorms, though, also. you know. But there are no dormitories on threes and fours. They're all celled. Um, and then, uh, I mean, si- single man versus uh, having a bunkie, I mean, that just kind of depends on who you are, who you know, or, or what you've done. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're bad, you're probably going to go to, like, ADSEG or something, where you're sing- you're singled up in there usually, and but that's more of, like, the whole administrative segregation. You don't really have many rights over there, you know? Or if you know somebody and there happens to be a single cell in your mod and the guy moves out, you well, know, maybe you can get in there if you're lucky. Yeah. And on that note, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening in the future, of course. Thank you, Virginia. Oh, for hey, hey, did, 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 did we want to do the uh, dictionary? We, we didn't do it last week either. We can wait till next week. Yeah, we can do it next week, absolutely. No problem. Yeah, we'll get back on the dictionary next week. Thank uh, you. But, but yeah, real quick, uh, to all the listeners out there, uh, uh, yeah, email us in. Email uh, scoobdad.lehi at gmail. If you questions, comments. Um, you know, we're on the show, it'd be cool. Yeah. To yeah. Show you. Yeah, or if you or birthday shout outs, you know, or if you just want to say, hey, what's up? And you want to get a shout out on the on the on the podcast, just uh, email us in, you know, and and for sure. Uh, but go ahead, Morgan. I'm sorry for cutting you off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, you know, it'd be cool to have guests on every show. So oh, that'd be nice. Anyone yeah. come on. If you're a Trailer Park Boys fan, that's all the the only qualification you need. So that's right. Or lived in a park. That would or, be good. Uh, yeah. You know, or you smoke a lot of weed or something like that'd be cool too. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the pitch too. Virginia, I love you. I love you, Virginia. It's so awesome having you on, man. Yep. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, yes. I appreciate it. For yes, thanks for Virginia. All right, night, guys. All right. Thank you. Right. Fucking way she goes, everybody. She goes. Fuck off. I got work to do.